Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your engine! Greetings and welcome to a Friday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is November 5th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I'm uh, I'm spun. I, I'm okay. You know what? What is that? Got lots. Just got a lot going on. You know. Yeah, well, yeah. It's the way of the world. A lot happening. You're moving, right? Moving. It's awful. It's never fun under any circumstances. Got a full yeah. house to pack up and relocate. Our landlord decided to sell the house two months to get out. Two of the busiest months of uh, of my year. Just delightful time to have to find a place to move to, oh. make make a big decision in life, and in two months. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so a lot happening. Not a lot happening in the golf world. Did you want to do eighteen hole updates? The Mayakoba, no, the no, Portugal nothing. Masters. That's why we're doing a Q and A today. Uh, we have Friday guests lined up, but with your move, I got my brother's wedding coming up this weekend. Just wasn't gonna work. We got several good ones coming. Um, oh, sorry, um, several good ones. I don't know about several, but we're lining them up. We're lining, and we got year in review. Year in review is coming down the pike. It's gonna be earlier this year, so so you know people can digest it at whatever pace they want. They can make it a Thanksgiving year in review, not eh, or a Christmas year in review. So all that's, right, that's uh, I don't know if I'm ready for that mountain mountain. I emailed you the split. I was like, here are your tournaments, here are my tournaments. I get this email back at like one in the morning. I don't know, whatever, 11 o'clock. It wasn't that late. It's like, why do we do this to ourselves? I just like started cackling. Like you just look at the list. <laughs> why do we do this to ourselves? All right. Uh, but Precision Pro is making it even a, a, a nice, you know, endeavor this year. So go support Precision Pro for your year in review. That's coming, or else it and I might just stare at each other for the next month and a half, or next month or so, and then maybe try to haphazardly do it. But we, we're on the hook because Precision Pro. We is have to do it. We have so to support do it. them. It's coming because of it Precision Pro. Ended. It could have ended. Our wives might have ended it. Yeah, that's true, and it's now gotta they be timely. Can. You're not gonna get it on like Christmas Day at midnight. So there you go. Um, all right, hey. I actually watched a little Mayakoba today. I know we're not going to talk about this at length. It's not bad. <laughs> I'm not saying it's worth your attention and time, but it I is think Mayakoba is always a decent tournament. Actually, it's one of the courses that it's like it's so it's so bad that it brings different players into the field. Right? You can't just hammer it like Matthew Wolf at one driver in 18 holes. You know, and you look at the list. It's a per, it's and we talk about this every year. This is like if you didn't get a Mayakoba preview to your satisfaction, go listen to us in 2020, in 2019, in 2018. Because you can't say the same shit every year. But it, you look, the uh, were people complaining about our Mayakoba preview? No, I'm just saying. Like, did we give it due diligence? I like. 
I'll say this. You look at the list of winners, it's just a poofer's paradise. So you got a Fred Funk, you got a Brendan Todd, you got a Brian Gay. It's just like it, it brings different kinds of players into the event. I don't know. I, that's just what I, I'll I'll just leave it at that. It's it's buried in the fall, but it's not bad. I know you, it has a special place in your heart for some reason. I can never quite understand. I just watch it all the time. I don't know why. I just. So it seems to be this weekend every year I'm, I'm watching golf. I think it's honestly because I've said this. I think it's because of the Bears at this point. I, I've, I've deemed them unwatchable. Good. We're getting to that point. <laughs> Got a cave. Matthew Wolf had amazing quotes. Like, well, I couldn't pull driver because I, I might hit it into that cave. And I was like, that's a real sentence. That's like a real sentence that was said. <laughs> I didn't hit driver because I could hit it into that cave. All right, what are you sipping on? I just cracked something. What are you drinking? I'm having a beer. Okay. I'm having a, a Three Floyds gumball head. Because I'm a gumball head. These names of these microbrews are just out of control. A gumball head? Yeah, it's a great beer. I really don't doubt that. I've got a Look shipyard, at that. shipyard That's a gumball head. head. I've got a pumpkin head. Pumpkin? Right. Here you got a pumpkin head? Shipyard pumpkin head. Look at that. You're a pumpkin head. I'm a gumball head tonight. There you go. All right. Um, so we're going to do AMS. Let's get through this. I People seem to enjoy these for some reason. They wander about. Golf questions. You put out what? the call. You mercifully prefer, did not tag me golf. in the tweet, so I don't know what's been hammering us or hammering you. What, there are so many There's so many questions. We aren't going to get to all of them. I, yeah. uh I've pulled some of my favorites. If I missed yours, I'm sorry. There were a lot, and I tried to get through all of them. Mrs. Fried Egg was, was you know, annoying me about the questions, asking me to tell her questions. Um, we should have had her on. We should have had her pick them and fire them at us. You know, she said she, she she was somebody asked for more garage sale stories and she goes how would you know you weren't really involved <laughs> <laughs> all right I, I think that's the thing that upsets a partner wife husband or other more than anything is when they overhear you portraying a thing that they don't think you are as involved in or as your where they think you're mess representing your effort level, your involvement, your work, and I think that's the thing that just sends them into orbit. I'll say that. I'll just leave it at that. All right, go ahead. Yeah, I I mean I was involved. I, one of us had to watch the kid too. That was the other thing. One yeah. of us had to watch the kid. And I came up from not seeing the kid for a week. So that's true. All right, you know, and most of the shit at the garage sale was my wife's. There so. You go. Um, to it. What do you got? All right. Let's start with. I have to make an admission. Uh, Kevin Rourke, er, Roke. Rokester. Rourke. Yeah. 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 Roke. What about it? What For about some it? reason, I always want to say Rourke. Uh-huh. I don't know why. He said, uh, he asked if I ever gave you the $5 from the 10 that he gave me at, at uh, Lancaster. 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 Some, Lancaster. We, it's not Lancaster. It's Lancaster. Someone was shouting at me about that the other day. Like, yeah, I just learned that last month. Um, and I didn't. I think I lost the $10 for the record. I think you gave me something. You, I told them not to pay us. I said, Don't maybe worry I about gave it. you the I think all you 10. Gave it to me. I think you did. 
I think you slapped it in my hand. I know I didn't get the 10. I, I know I didn't end the night with $10. Look, I'd say keeping track of uh, uh, bookkeeping around here is not a strong suit of the shotgun start. So I may have it. You may have it. Who knows? All right. What else? All right. Casey asks, who is your least favorite Bears slash Browns quarterback of all time? Starting quarterback of all time. Man. It's a good one. Least favorite. Least favorite sort of implies, like, look, there's so many bad ones to choose from, but you want a guy that's like a dick, you know, right? A guy that's unlikable. I'm trying to think, like, who has been that? There's... Hmm. Manziel? I was always all in on Manziel. Who's yours? Do you have somebody? Yeah, without a doubt. It's uh, Jonathan Quinn. Why? What's wrong with him? He was horrible. He had, it was awful. In the same year we started Craig Krenzel, Chad Hutchinson, the former baseball player, Jonathan Quinn, and Rex Grossman. Those were our four starting quarterbacks in a season. That's terrible. Not good. Jeff Garcia was kind of an insufferable D-bag. Oh, yeah. You know, by the time he got to Cleveland, he was really sort of insufferable. He's probably up there for me. Um, uh, Brady Quinn, like, just a little bit much. And he went to the other day. So, all right, what else we got? All right, we got, um, let's see. Here's from Marquette Golf Club. If you could only, if you could have any car, truck, or SUV, what would it be? Selection can change based on your current state of one, uh, state of one's parental status. Parental, yeah. Any car, truck, or SUV, what would yeah. it be? I don't have strong feelings about vehicles in general. Do you? I don't know. What's going on with trucks? Can I talk about... Why does everybody own trucks now? Why do all these suburban dads buy these F-150s and they back out of their... They're so big in the fucking parking lot. They're cul-de-sac, you know, rolling meadows way in some suburb and drive to the office park and sell insurance. Why does everybody have trucks now? I'm not saying it's a bad... Like, I find the appeal... I I mean, I I understand, like, the, the, the... I don't know seduction of it i suppose but when did this start happening when i grew up everybody had you had a truck because you were hauling lumber or you had stuff to do you, you were using it but now all these dads in suburbia and around me i'm not like it, like get in their truck and drive to the the suburban office park they don't there's i don't understand it but there's been an explosion in trucks is all i'll say i don't have a preferred method maybe i'll get a truck i don't know <laughs> an rv i didn't mind I- driving the rv now you know what I'm super in on that I've started to rent every time that we go somewhere and there's more than like one other Friday team member at, at yeah. a, a place? Minivans. I'm so in on minivans, especially if you've got four people, four sets of golf clubs. You put the back seat down and you can just slide the golf clubs in. You slide them in. They fit in perfectly. Everybody's comfortable. Everybody's got a bucket seat. Minivans are so underrated. It's it's just they're criminally underrated. The SUV is way overrated. I get that it looks better. It, you know, yeah. you might look better yeah. in it. I think it's I'd rather own an SUV, I think, but in terms of 
of of utility. The the minivan is so delightful. It's well, just this. like I I love pulling back into like a rental car facility. I don't have to do the whole song and dance. Pull the golf bag, the travel cover out, put the bag in. Like it's already all done because it just slides in. I am so in on minivans as as travel vehicles as rental cars. I had like a this. It was like brand new. The last one I got. Go minivan. Yeah, I mean that's the great test between vanity and practicality. It's like, do you want the SUV or do you want the minivan? I'll tell you. You go to the carpool lines. It's all it's all Tahoe, Suburban, whatever else. Explore, you know, all that's all it is. So I don't know. I don't Those have minivans though. They are nice. Hey, are Convenient. you on, are, are you in on Teslas? Is that a thing you want? Are you looking for like electric like that? I mean, it, I think it'd be nice to have an electric car. I, I don't know. I don't, There's a lot of Teslas I don't, around here. You know what? I'm so far away from a Tesla that I don't ever think about Teslas. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Let's keep it going. I shared this document with you because I, I'm not very good at this. So, where? Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, what document? Where did you send the, it? The questions. I shared it to your email. Oh, well, my. Okay. My, my Wi-Fi. I'll be through in five minutes. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. Here's a good question. Jeff Myers is coaching his kids' elementary basketball team. He wants to know if you have any suggestions or pointers. Oh, I've had a year off. We did. We had no basketball. I'm coaching first, third, and helping kindergarten girls. I'm going to have a busy winter here. Um, Lots of coaching. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the pointers are. I... I would say, like, I think you got to make them run a little bit early on. I think, like, at the first time, you know, these kids are bouncing off the walls. They 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 jumping around. <laughs> I think you got to put them on the line and run ladders when they start. You shouldn't have to say the same thing four times. When you get to the fourth time, it's the whistle on the line. Because I think, like, but it, it depends on the age. Like, at a certain point, you're not there. To pick flowers and, you know, I, I think you got to be nice to everybody. You got to include everybody. Everybody's got to get playing time. But I, I'm, I'm a big proponent of ladders uh, um, as just you're, sort of a... You're a big proponent of wind sprints. Or, that's, your coach, that's your coaching philosophy. Suicides. Yeah. The big, the other one is, you know, do the fingers up in the air where, so they try to dribble with their head up. Or if it's young enough and dribbling doesn't matter, see... My first grader is going to be pretty good because he can, he's got handle. But he was going to play in this league that it doesn't matter because it's just a free-for-all. Like, handle is no advantage at all. You need size. You need to be able to shoot because everybody Sounds just runs. like they're diminishing the skill of the league. Runs into huh? each other. Yeah, they are. It's just a bomb and gouge game they got. <laughs> because everybody just runs into each other and they don't call traveling and you just it'll get harassed. So having handle doesn't matter. You've got to, gotta, I don't know. But Are you going to have to tell him that his fundamentals matter and he just has to be patient until yeah, they right. start playing yeah. by the rules? Yeah. I mean, he can dribble between his legs and all this stuff. It's like, it's just not going to matter. It's just it's just a cluster of eight kids all running into each other. All right. What else do we got? All right. Here's a serious one. What are three things the PGA Tour can do right now? This is from Jack Trember. Uh, three things the PGA Tour can do right now to improve their product instead of partnering with the PGL. Three things that they can Here's do. Here's number one. They can Go take ahead. the meeting with the PGL, listen to what they say, and do it without them. 
<laughs> just copy it all over. <laughs> that's that's number one. <laughs> number two, I would say, just get rid of half the tournaments right now. <laughs> cut them. Cut the season in half. Just just go through. Cross off the ones. You know, just be vicious with them. Hey, I think we should cut less tournaments, but make more like um, segments of the schedule, like the West Coast race, the Florida Swain race. Like, there's a big pot at the end of that. Does that I, make they sense? They used so to you, do that. I know they did for some, but like uh, maybe I'm maybe this is just a, a tired idea. But it gets guys out to portions of the schedule. I think it creates like. I, I don't know, some intrigue, something to follow that you don't have to commit to for 40 weeks. You could commit to for a month and a half and you don't have to watch all four rounds all four every week. I, I would love to see like four to five segments where there's a big pot and maybe it matters. It starts to mean something if you want win a segment. And, and, and I mean, the easy ones, better venues, right? Wouldn't you say? Like, like lesser kind of... Cookie, yeah. cu- cookie cutter type deals, but I don't know that that actually matters. Maybe it just I matters would. To us. The other thing they should do is they should change the people that have full status on tour. They should make like only fifty players have full status, and they should make it like an actual tour that like makes a point to get the best players of the world on tour faster. Yeah, you know, if somebody's lighting it up on Europe, you should give them a temporary membership and let them come over. If somebody's lighting it up on the Corn Ferry Tour, they should get up to the tour. If somebody's lighting it up on the Latin American Tour, they should get up to the Corn Ferry Tour. Like, there should be movement. There's there's no reason that this has to be a year-by-year thing. There could be relegation periods every three months. How sick would that be? That would be cool if people got relegated and promoted every three months. Pack is definitely going to pass that, the member. Well, that's the I, problem. The, maybe that's the first thing you have to do is abolish the pack, ab- abolish the union. I mean, if you don't play well or you're hurt for three months, you got to work your way back, right? It's not, it's not just like a free ticket, you know? I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad. I like, like that. I think you, you could do things like if you win a major or win uh, Riviera, I, I'm fine with Riviera having like a one-year exemption. I don't think there should be anything longer than like unless you win a major like here like perfect example like Jimmy Walker's been playing out his 5 year exemption or whatever for majors. Yeah. He's not he doesn't shouldn't be in major fields at this point, right? Yeah. Like I think it's over now and this is not a shot at Jimmy Walker. Right. You know, yep. he had like he was a really good player for a really long time but like he's just not one of the best players in the world right now and he shouldn't be in all these fields that he's in because of like what he did five years ago that's not how any other sports league works right another thing i think they should do is um i think they should make public like guys who fail drug tests guys who fail ct tests guys who cheat like you need to like you need to make goats and or i'm sorry like clowns out of people you know you villains like i'm not saying you force it to but there needs to be a public display of guys who run afoul of things right i think that creates it not only heightens the entertainment value but you start to understand like why do i care about this person one way or another because most people don't for 98 percent of the, the people out there all right 
What All else? right. Tank asks, who's a bigger thirst bucket, JT or Baker Mayfield? This is for you. You know, I I was enlightened the other day that Baker Mayfield uh, married, found his wife via like unfollowing and following her on Instagram to try to get her attention, which made me very alarmed. Maybe I'm old-fashioned, and that's the way people meet now. Um, that concerned me about Baker. I don't know. I... I, I think JT, I, I don't know that Baker's thirsty. I think he's just, he's charismatic and got a bunch of commercials. I think he's handling this uh, Odell thing well. Yeah. I mean, you know, as soon as we got Odell back, I was like, well, I mean, it's not going to end well. I mean, that won't, that's not going to go. It's not going to end you're, well. You're, I, you're pretty you know. excited. Yeah. I mean, hopefully we get a year or two. That's great, but it just won't end well. I don't think you even well. got a year. You got like a game or two. Uh, yeah yeah so it's just it's it's fine it's it could be worse that guy stinks odell yeah the fake obj um yeah no i i think jt for sure what else um you know speaking of that the the you said something about relationships somebody had a relationship question that was like how do you know God, I can't, can't find it. I kept it all. Oh, here it is. Wow. Ask this. Wow. W-O-W. How do you know who the right person is to marry slash have a long-term relationship with? What? I mean, what? how much time do we have? What? Do, I think you're coming to the wrong people for this. What is this? Like Dear Prudence or something? I said I, um, I, said I prefer non-golf questions. How do you know when it's the right person to marry? Huh. Yeah. How'd you know? I mean, we dated for 10 years, so I think it probably took a while. Like, I don't know. Hills and valleys, you know. Um, well, how do you know? This seems like just out of our depth, out of our lane. <laughs> I mean, I think that somebody that... that uh can put that you know i think one time sometimes you have to somebody needs to be exposed to your worst you know sure before it like really you know if you if she if you have she hasn't seen your worst or whatever or he yep then it's probably not time yet but once they've seen you at your worst and they still love you that's that's probably the right moment right yeah i mean this is a pretty jaded answer that's a good answer this is a jaded one because i've been married now 10 years and we dated for 10 years before that so like i kind of forget this like what all i would say is right now this this point 10 years in it's like can you help each other get through the day are you both rowing the boat like is one pouring buckets in the boat or is one just like i mean it's pretty basic i know that's a low bar like can you help each other get through the day from the moment your eyes open on the pillow and all the bullshit that's going to come. That's life with four kids. Like, can you just get, can the house stay together? Can the dishes, like, can you just get through the day? I mean, I guess that's where I'm at on how do you, yeah, that's, that's a partner, I suppose. All right. Um, Worst major winning Sunday outfit ever worn off the top of your head. Oh, um, not winner or just in general. Worst Sunday. 
<laughs> Ken Ferry was bad. He didn't win. The Spellbottom fans. <laughs> that 06. I mean, the Tweety Bird one of Sergio looks ridiculous. When you really look Tiger back on the it, Tanimal. What about the Tanimal? Was that, that, that could have been Sunday? You would Sunday, you would have been right. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I mean, some of Rory's were horrendous, like 2014 Nike when they were dabbling with just, I don't know. I, the, the, um, the, the Faldo sweaters with like the guy that's golfing, right? Like they've got like caricatures on, like it's like a triangular golfer, geometric sort of golfer yes. on it. I think that one would be up there for me. I, I, I agree. I hadn't thought of that. I just, it just, when he said Faldo, it made me think of Woozy with his like red corduroy. Yeah, the red. <laughs> Might be Tartan or something. Yeah. Um, uh, all right, what uh, else do we have? All right, um, Chris Rosell, give me the top five to seven guys on tour you'd pay to watch in a version of the Squid Game. I've not watched the Squid Game. So you know so. what it is, right? It's like a Hunger Games thing. Oh, well, I don't know what yeah. the Hunger Games are. Yeah, either, so, so like basically it's <laughs> like a die. test of survival. Okay. I, my, my wife started watching it. I wanted to watch it. I told her I wanted to watch it. She started watching it without me. <laughs> and then I like watched, I got into it. I started in the middle. I got into it. And then she watched the rest of them without me. Another sense of commitment there is like I, I'm, I'm holding off on Succession 3 from Sunday because we have it matched up, time to watch together. But... It's like yeah. God. Many. Um, so the squid games are what? It's f- what so is they just question? like basically kill. They ki- imagine five to seven guys in a in like a do anything to survive type situation, and people get killed off every episode. Yeah. Okay. Bryson would have to be in it. JT would be in it because I think he would do some dirty stuff. Feisty. Well, yeah. yeah. He kind of he'd bite. You know, he's the kind of fight <laughs> yeah. that ends up the, he's biting on the bottom of the pile in a football game. Um, I think I Patrick will... Reed needs to be in there just because he's like a he has like a psychotic survival instinct, right? So, so that's three. I think we'd have to put in like a a guy like Scott Piercy. Oh God! Just to see what happens, you know, when his apathy is really pr- pushed to the limit. Sergio could be well, good too. He's decidedly unapathetic on another man. You know, Do you think he was at the JFK? Uh... <laughs> Just waiting for JFK Jr. to come riding in in Dallas. Um, <laughs> uh, you need like a guy that you need like an Ernie Els guy, sort of like an elder, but all of a sudden he's stronger. It could whip everybody's ass, maybe you know, like a, 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 a burly, burly boy. Burly boy. I was literally <laughs> saying that as you said it. All right, finish my sentence. Um, so, okay. I don't know maybe, who anybody else. Just maybe a Kevin of, Stadler type. That's just kind of first out. What about fillet? Fillet could have fillet. <laughs> Sabo would be fun in it. Yeah. Yeah, if if yeah, I suppose. It actually would be fun to have Ricky in it too cuz just see what happened. I'd like Learn to see all this branded gear. Brooksy, the middle linebacker, right? I'm an athlete. Hey, now there's quotes out there. I saw somebody 
Somebody was sending me screenshots that he was practicing. He's into practicing. He's on the range. He's a range rat? Yeah, he said he's a range rat. The guy just swings from one pendulum to the next. So, um, All right, what else? What else we got? Do you want me to start picking these? I don't see yeah. it. What Go about Sung Jay would be fun in there? Yeah, that's a good one. You, I think you'd want an Aussie too, right? They're a hardened group. Jason, you see Jason Day? They're Sorry, hobbling around. Not, not Jason Day. <laughs> that was a bad, bad example. Maybe Lucas Herbert. Him and Reed would... You know, bear. yeah, yeah, they're playing together in Mayakoba. Are oh, I thought you meant at uh, Zurich. That would no. be <laughs> splendid. No. All right, this I like this one. I'm just gonna I'm gonna take. Uh, all right, we'll just do. You are invited to your best friend's bachelor party, and he wants it to be a guys' golf three day weekend. Name the five worst destinations i just like this because of the worst denotation this is from the steel is real the five the worst three-day like golf area presumably you're playing more than one course i'll say the robert trent jones trail in alabama (laughs) i've never been there just lighten lighten just committing an act of arson i was supposed to go to one there Many years ago, I didn't make it. Good friend of mine. Not that it was a you know wouldn't have been great company, but couldn't make it. Um, what else? You obviously have one in mind. Maybe. What do you got? Well, I was gonna say, like, if you wanted it to be a golf weekend, it would be awful to be like plopped into Manhattan, and you had to like travel to go everywhere, and you couldn't like have fun. Like, the thing that if you wanted to be a golf destination thing, popping yourself in, like, a major, huge city would suck. Because then it would be hard to get out of the city, hard to get back into the city. Yeah. Minutes matter. All of a sudden, you're eating dinner at 1030, you know? Yeah. That That would suck. Yeah. Yeah. Vegas would suck if you wanted to be golf-centric just because I think you get distracted. I wouldn't really want to necessarily golf there. Sure, sure. Although then, might, obviously, like you could, you could go on with like very obscure places too. Like what? I don't know. Like Yakima, Washington. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. <laughs> like, I see what you're saying. All right. What else do we got? God. Minneapolis golfer one is Cleveland Stadium mustard really different? It is. I would recommend Stadium mustard as. I'm not a big mustard guy, but I, I eat mustard on my sandwiches, and it's good. It's a healthy alternative to mayonnaise. If you're into mayonnaise, I would get out of it. But yeah, stadium mustard is legit. Um. All right. Can you do what's in your bag from your early high school years, Matthew Sandy? Oh God, I didn't play high school I, golf. All know, right. I, so I had I had a great big Bertha with a with the Pro Force shaft. I think early high school years, I had a tri metal. I had normal tri metal. Seventeen degree. Yes, I had that. The real thin, <laughs> the thin boy there that just yeah, it's like a rocket, but only for like six months. Then it just loses its magic. I had um, I had Tommy Armor eight forty five silver Scott irons for a while, and I I think a little later in in high school life, I transitioned to the Ping i three blades okay those were really 
a big big change but i think before that i had the the tommy armors okay um i can't remember i think i just had like a ping putter but uh yeah then then i had the 975 d d and then the j at the end of my end of my high school career was the j um i had a great times and some Hogan Apex Edge irons, I think, which I still have a couple in my bag. I hit that three iron, never. It's in my bag. A Hogan Apex three iron. You know what I saw an infomercial for the other day on the Golf Channel? This back, back on infomercials. What? The tight lies, Adam's tight lies. They're back. God, that was such a big deal when we were caddying. Like everybody had a tight lies in their bag. Right? Everyone. Like mid early two thousands. God, they were everywhere. Oh, this is the change. This is the new. Everybody's changing the game. Right. I mean, it was a game changer. Speaking of that, uh, Daniel Del Pagado, uh wanted best story as a caddy, non-overclub challenge related. Oh man, I don't have. I mean, what? You go ahead. You have any good ones? I have a few. Yeah, I, I told this story. The first place I can't yeah, yet. told them all. That's the problem. No, this 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 this, this, one, this was like the second week of me being a caddy. I think I was like 12 years old. I was, I was this little kid at this point going into the caddy shack. And uh, I was, uh, you know, it's just a regular Saturday morning. And sitting in the shack i was watching tv i can't remember what was on the tv but um there are these two brothers the till brothers and uh they're like i think they were twins i'm not sure they're either one year apart or twins they're very close apart one of them was sleeping and the other one came just like sauntering up to him with you remember those metal closest to the pin Yes, yes. And he started just bashing him over the head with it. What? Yeah, it was fucking nuts. Yeah. I'm this kid. I've never seen anything like this. And he's bashing him over the head with it. Blood's going everywhere. Then we found out that, like, the the other brother had slept with the other one's, like, Oh, X and it was just this it was as a 12 year old it was like oh a, a shocking like <laughs> like awakening to the real world that's pretty good alright I'm gonna leave mine on the cutting room floor then that's a good one that answers that um, that's what if you send your kids into the caddyshack they're, they're learning stuff oh I mean that's the th- I mean I think I started in fifth grade and like you, it's great. You meet so many different people from so many walks of life, and learn new words. And you know, yeah, you get you get street smart. I mean, everybody above a certain age either smokes cigarettes or dips, right? <laughs> and you're just like, where am I? What's going on? My favorite is the caddy master. <laughs> a lot of great caddy masters. When you get older, like you realize why they're so grumpy on Saturday and Sunday mornings. It's because they're usually sleeping off or resting off of a bad hangover. <laughs> but when you're a kid, you're just terrified to go up there and ask any questions or right. do anything. Then when you're, you're older, terrified. like yeah, yeah, you you like might end up at a bar with them, and you're like, God, yeah. 
I don't know if this guy really has his life together. <laughs> uh, I can't say that about my caddy master. He's still there, fifty-four years, Mike Kiley. So it's a, it's Legend. a tough, you know. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. My first caddy master was also like our our JV golf coach, and you'd think like you'd get preferential treatment if yeah. you were like out of the golf yeah, team. Yeah. He gave you like oh, worse okay. treatment. He just yeah. gave you. He just gave you this. Sh- he was such such an asshole. He'd make you wait all day. <laughs> it's like you think you want your kids out practicing, baby. Get them out earlier. You have any like anybody who had like crazy um, like peculiarities about like how you gave them the club back? There was one guy who was like a twenty five handicap, like a judge or something, and like the club had to be like bone dry. The the after you wash it, you wipe it down. He like wanted, he wanted his like putter wiped or something. I can't remember. It's like there's a lot, ton of weird stuff, different like old, old like horrible handicaps that want these these weird habits. So my favorite is the people that like would ask me a yardage and I tell them and then they'd be like, "Can you shoot it?" Right, <laughs> and then I I would just like do the most. I just like hold the 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 precision pro. I hold the precision pro. I just basically hold it up for like a split second and say the exact same number. Sure, sure. We could tell caddy stories for a while. We need to become prepared. The the overclub challenge. The the subjects of that want to do that. I think that's gonna be a flashback Friday at downtime because <laughs> they're storytellers and it'll be really really fun. All right. What else? Um. Let's see. On a scale of one to ten, how well maintained are your lawns? Oh, I Bag saw Hogan that. Camp. I don't know, like six for me. I don't know. I think well, True Green effed up and and put a bunch of killer down. I there's just like a bunch. Of my my grass just evaporated overnight in a certain area. True Green, terrible. But I think it's probably like a six. What do you got? Mine, uh, mine's probably like a three because my landlord sprung. He's he's just selling the place on me, so I've done zero. I um, I'm I like thinking that. I might be able to get away without cutting it or doing any any leaf picking up before the uh, end of the year. Just leave him with that as a as a thank you for his his notice and kind uh, kind words. Hey, I love this one because you are you you are frequently deep in the weeds on this website. What, what when booking Airbnbs? What's your go-to red flag to keep looking for another spot? What's like a red flag there? Like basement locate? Like you can see, it's a basement. Okay, so or? yeah, I, I I spend a lot of time on Airbnb. I, I you travel a lot. I book. I I always I try book Airbnbs most of the time. So do they have a points program? Are you like, no? Like it's actually bullshit. Okay. I actually okay. have been thinking about that. Like, how, how is there no loyalty program? Um, anyways, Airbnbs. The the first most important thing to do is is get in the filters and and set yeah. some filters, sure. so you're not even looking at places that you're not interested in. That are you know don't the one of the keys is saying the high price filter. Don't look at things that you can't afford. It's because just, it's just going to make everything else look bad. Throw you off. Yeah. Yeah. So that's number one. And then here's a sneaky thing. Look at bedrooms, not beds. 
Why? Because they'll be like, oh, this is six oh. beds and it's a two bedroom place. Gotcha. No, sure, that, that, sure. that not not. Okay. So those are like the first things where the red flags are like just generally like it, it's always hard when you're booking somewhere you don't know well by neighborhoods. But when someone doesn't when it says like on the edge of a neighborhood that's when you might want to like look into where it is you're gonna have to travel like because that's happened to me sometimes where where it's like oh it's it's on the edge of this but it's really in a different neighborhood and it might not be a neighborhood you want to stay in or you got Uh, your trip's gonna be twice as long as you thought or something like yeah yeah yeah. or it's just not a good neighborhood right you know um I, then the other thing is like, you know, like they're get, they've gotten so good at taking pictures. So you have to kind of like look at the pictures and really think like, is it as nice as it looks or is this just like a good flattering angle? Like these people have become wizards at like showing off spaces. Um, Redfin is like this for me. I browse Redfin every now and then. And it's like the, or whatever, your re- realtor app. But it's ridiculous. The smoke and mirrors they can pull off with the pictures. So, yeah, I like that. That's a good edu- tutorial there. Airbnb. Any other red flags? I don't know. I always like to look for. Um, I don't know. Kitchens is like a good barometer usually. If you have a respectable kitchen, it's probably a fine place. It's okay. Like, right. The sure. kid. <laughs> it's that's an important. I don't know. It's like a good barometer in general. Yeah, sure. Uh, the reviews sure. also, like, it needs to be like a 4.7 or above. I, I think there's like, it's really hard for like somebody to rate something bad, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. like, who fills out those ratings right after? That's what, you know, and I think this is a general internet point is like, I. I mean, you can find it, somebody saying anything you want to believe about a thing anything. on the internet. Whether it's you want to believe it's terrible, or you want to believe you want to be you want to be you know talked off buying something, or you want to be talked into buying something, you're going to find a review that suits that narrative. I just don't know what what amount of what value I can put in reviews anymore. So, all right, God, there's so many of these questions that keep coming in. Um. Go ahead. Okay, I got I got one. Shu said, what's the most impactful advice you've ever received in a short message? Oh, God. This is something you need to prep for. The most impactful advice. All right, I'll give you some. I got a good one. Good okay, one. Okay, go for I've it. I've used this, and it was I've regurgitated from my cousin. I don't know if it's impactful. Parenting is not hard. It's just constant. You said that to me. Yeah. I it's it's not profound. It's short, it, and I think it's somebody yeah. else had a question about that they're having a kid in the week, and I forgot to write down his name, and I'm sorry, but congratulations. Okay. And there's your advice. That's good advice from Brendan. It's not hard. It's not solving a calculus problem, but it's you know climbing the hill all day every day. Go ahead. Uh, what my advice comes from a buddy of mine who gave me advice who's, uh, who had started a company when I was kicking around the idea of starting the fried egg. I was telling him what I, what I thought it could be. And he goes, you know, Andy, I, I spent, I spent six to nine months thinking about how to make my company perfect from day one. 
And the reality was that it was all just wasted time and I should have just started doing it. So why don't you just go write a newsletter? And that day I wrote a newsletter and and then we sent it and it started and it was great advice. Like it wasn't perfect day one. It's still not perfect now. Yeah. But we're, you know, that's the thing you, you, you can think about stuff all the time, but like the best thing you could do is just go start doing Don't something. let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Yeah. Some lawyer shot at me at once. I think like that's, honestly, to tie that into golf, it's like I wonder like about the Saudi and the PGL and that stuff. Like, Oh, yeah. Do they want like, Analysis by paralysis. Do they just want to go? Or like should they just get going or they feel like they have to literally have the entire thing set to start and announce and and you get you and that's how you just end up making nothing but powerpoint presentations without everything anything ever coming to fruition but go ahead sorry what's our next one um what alcohol from meatball what alcohol makes you the most worse for the wear and could you potentially provide a power ranking i mean i'm old and washed up at this point so there's i mean Wine is wine is a bad kind of worse for the wear, right? It's a different kind of worse for the wear, but I like love a, it. I get I like hot sweats. <laughs> I mean, the absolute worst, worst for the wear, worst with the T for the wear, and this is not any time recent. Is the Mad Dog 2020? I'm sorry, <laughs> that is like a different kind of hell. The next day, I think that's number one. When you can taste it, when you can taste it, yeah, yeah. And the next day, yeah, oh, oh, it's like yeah. that metallic. I mean, you can see oh. it too if it's coming up. Yeah, I mean anything. Like it's the worst for the wear will always be the Mad Dog twenty twenty. I believe. Um, I I will say for myself, I get in a lot of trouble when I'm drinking a lot of different different color juices. <laughs> When when gotta, when I get some brown juice, half, yeah, when I get yeah. some brown juice in me, and then I switch over to some some uh, some clear stuff, and maybe I throw a beer and some wine oh, in there, yeah. and yeah. that that's when the next morning I am just uh, I'm in a bad 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 place. And that that was the other other day when the rooms were moving. There were a lot of different concoctions in me. Yeah, yeah. No, nothing nothing jumps to mind recently but uh college-ish time we're at mad dog absolutely ha- was the worst for the next day all right at college we had this um these five dollar strong islands at this great bar at illinois the snow more called gullies yeah and uh it was like i think it was like a wednesday night five, strong island night maybe thursday maybe i think it was wednesday or thursday you go you drank two of those strong islands I mean, you were just on your... You were so drunk. I went to a place in Chicago in, like, Lincoln Park that allegedly had, like, 10 shots, in it, like, lilies or something, mm-hmm. maybe 15 years ago, and, yeah, had too many. The Strong Island? Yeah. I don't, something oh, like yeah. That. I don't know what it's called. It, I think it was, it was in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, right. the, the Strong Island, they, there was so much booze in them. There was... Not to continue the story, that same night in Chicago... My friends had just seen Frederick Jakobson. <laughs> the junk man. They were following him at an event. It might have been uh, probably Western Open, something like that. And they created this shot called the Screaming Yako. And it was part 151, 
part tequila, part gin, and part like something else. Like the worst, four worst things you could ever come up with. And they called it the Screaming Yako, and they kept making people take those that night. All right, let's keep going. What do you got? Um, yeah, a lot of people want you to bang on courses, which I don't know that we want to. <laughs> you you want me? What what do you want? I'll do the most one. Disappointingly overhyped course you've ever been to. And more importantly, what what's both of your favorite colors and why? I go with green. I think green's just a great color. I have a little bit of Irish in me. That's not where it comes from, but I, green's a good color. I like it. Yeah, green's Versatile. got a lot of good shades. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I like a little faded green. Sure, sure. Um, Disappointingly courses. overhyped course. Oh man. I mean, I know I saw Poosh Daddy for my ration ask you for the top five worst courses. I mean, if you just want to throw out some courses that disappointed you generally speaking i suppose you could do that you don't have to i know people get angry and offended or sensitive about this all right uh disappointed places so the key the key i i always try not to read anything before i go somewhere i don't like to have expectations i like to have yes for that's the key so Disappointment comes when you're like really excited to go see somewhere, right? Okay. Forest Dunes regular golf course disappointed me. The loop didn't, but the regular course at Forest Dunes, I had been excited for years, like through childhood. I had read so much stuff about how how great it was, and just generally, I was very disappointed with the for the the resort course, the first original course of Forest Dunes. Okay. All right. That was one. Now the loop, I love. I it's like one of my favorite places. I think I'm, I like have an unequivocal love for the loop. I think it's uh I think it's like maybe the the best course, the most underrated course in America. I think it's like one of the best public golf courses in the in the country. Uh, okay. So that would be one. Um let me think about other ones. Disappointing. Disappointing. Hmm. I mean, <laughs> I kind of knew I wasn't going to like Rich Harvest Farms when I went to Rich Harvest Farms. <laughs> it was really, really bad. No idea. Yeah. Um, I think that a lot of courses, you sometimes just get disappointed with like, where I get most disappointed is when golf courses aren't what they should be. Can I throw it absolutely like nuclear? It's not my take. Someone actually suggested this to me. All right. Recently. And I don't know that I believe it. Although, when I played there, I got my ass kicked and it wasn't necessarily a fun day. Um, and, and like I, 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 I enjoyed it. I like took the whole course in. I knew all Shinnecock. Is there any way you would ever say anything about that is overrated? Shinnecock Hills. Um, no, I. It's pretty hard to do that, right? I, I know it's see... very controversial. Someone suggested to me, like, I think Shinnecock's overrated. Someone said that to me recently. It's like, ah, uh, I don't know. Like, that's what it's a course that I've played and covered where I've like honestly committed all eighteen holes to memory, which doesn't always happen. That's non, you know masters or whatever else like i know it by the back of my hand i think it's awesome i think is there anything about that that gets i, I don't know it gets into trouble 
maybe for maybe maybe it's the high handicapper that gets their ass kicked there. I don't know what where that statement came from, but we'll leave that yeah, be. I, you I, just I, did a podcast with the William Flynn historian. I don't think, Probably I don't bad think that, that. No, I just don't think that's. I, I don't I don't buy that take, but you know, again, golf course architecture is art. Yeah. So it's, there's like very subjective. Um, All right, let's go. You know, like some places that were really disappointed have been redone, like like Oakland Hills before they restored it. Sure. Was now it's like unbelievable, but before sure. it was like extraordinarily disappointing. Um, sure. Yeah. I saw a good one. Um, what was the question? Oh, Steel is real. He, I think we already covered him. What brands of golf clothing define the man? I mean, obviously, if you have PXG stuff, you are. I, I, I know what you're all about. I could probably. What about write, Castor? I could write a thousand words on you. I'm sure if you just walk up. Um, I think blade collar. You're probably getting into certain statements about who you are and what you're all about. Um, I don't know if you wear like designer clothes. Like some people get real into designer clothes every now and then, like like high high end fashion bullshit. Um, this guy suggested most people who buy shark branded clothes are generally insufferable. I don't know. I I don't have any grand takes, but um, I I think I don't know if it's brand necessarily as opposed to to look. You can kind of figure figure out a person pretty quickly. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm judging a book by a cover. But. I don't know. I'm like kind of a bum. You are. When it comes, comes to my my apparel and gear. Yeah, which is fine. I, I my apparel is very nice. It's all yeah, Bedratty sure, and I was gonna say, sure Bedratty stuff. Loves to hear that but but just in general, I like just have, I'm not I'm not really uh, aware of the of the of the happenings of the golf fashion world. Or mix and matching colors and best looks. All right, how many more of these do we want to take? Like, hey, three, here's a course that I was disappointed with. Okay. I mean, I wasn't dis. I didn't expect it to be great. Shinnecock. But just based off of where it is, like in the rankings, I just don't think it. It, it is. So I'm looking at Golf Digest list, and 39 is Congaree, which had the you know the tour event. Yeah. It's a it's a wonderful place. I'd love to sp- I love I would love to spend a lot of time there, you know. It's a great mission. It's great great food, great lodging. You know, wonderful condition the golf course is. But I don't think the golf course is very good. And it's it's 39th in the in the country according to Golf Digest. Like Now, like here's the thing. I went there not expecting anything, so I wasn't disappointed. You know, sure. Um, sure. I walked off and was like, "Oh, uh, it's cool. It's a wonderful place, but yeah. I don't think it's a great golf course." Okay. Um, okay. You know, why Aaron not? Hills? Aaron Hills, I think for in terms of playing, I think it's fine for like a, a venue. Like, I thought it was interesting to see pros play it, um, but for personally playing it i have very little interest in going there um it takes a really long time to play that's something that just in general gets under my skin the other thing is like the fact that the golf course takes up 600 acres um and there's nothing else there like the fact they don't have a short course or nine hole course they have the putting course but like 
that sucks. It's it's hard when you're kind of, but it you know that the golf course is fine, but it's it's not the forty something best course in the country. Okay, it's, it's malarkey. There you go. How about this one from Justin Ray? And it requires a little bit of research, and Justin Ray is much better at that than us. You have to make a bracket of 32 active active PGA Tour players to fight each other with UFC rules. Who are the top four overall seeds? So UFC rules, JT can't be biting. Can they bite in UFC? I presume I they so. can't. I'm not familiar with UFC. So, like so the is rules. it just PGA Tour players? Active PGA Tour players. So I suppose Lil Turl, I think he's a dual member. I might put Lil Turl. I, w- I kind of I can't get Marunk the pull, the big pole. I don't I mean I don't know anything about the UFC. I would think being tall is a disadvantage. In You're going UFC? down quickly. You're getting leverage. Oh. I think matters, right? Maybe the big. I'm not pole? sure. I don't know. Marunk is an imposing figure. He's huge. Yeah, but I mean, how easy would he be to take? <laughs> what about out? Big John Thompson? I mean, it just seems like he's just, the bigger they come, the harder they fall. And then all of a sudden you're trying to break his ankle and they're tapping out. I mean, you're talking to two people who know nothing about UFC, I don't think. Um, I think Tyrrell would be a good option there. Anyone Tyr- else? I don't think Tyrrell would be a good one. Why? You think he's just the... It's like he's just kind of... British? Yeah. I don't think he's like explosive, you know? I mean, who's got a good fit? Who's got a good punch? Who packs some power? Who do you think that could be? Good question. I'm looking through the list here. I wish I could have prepped a little here. I know. This this question came in 50 seconds ago from Justin Ray. Four fighters, UFC rules. Four fighters, UFC rules. I don't know what UFC rules are is the problem. I mean, I think it means, you know, you can kick, you can punch. What about Chez? You think Chez... I, I I honestly think like I think Patrick Reed has something to him, right? I was thinking about him. I I just I don't think so. He's. I think Rom might be imposing. I think I would put Rom think, in there. I, maybe I'm wrong. I think Rom wouldn't would be. He's a thick. He's got a thickness to him. So I, I think Rom's legit. Patrick Reed. Anybody else? Quad Cummings. <laughs> he's not an active PGA Tour member. He's a Burley boy. He's in the he's in the just ranked in the strokes gained off the tee. I could see Keegan Bradley being a nut job, just like completely off the rails. What, what about Scott Stallings? Fit Scott. Oh Stallings. yeah, that's a good one. That's it just he kind of outlasts you, wear you down. Wouldn't you have to have that's Brooks really in there one. since that's he's really an athlete? I you know, Brooks might get maybe. I suppose. What else do we got? We gave you more than four. Top four. I'm going with Tyrrell, Keegan Bradley, John Rob, and uh, I don't know who's the last one. You said. I think Alex Doran could be good. Just this 
Nordic kind of tactics. Yeah. I think he'd have some really, he'd have a unique form about him. Like, you, you know, how he's got the weird ju- justic- gesticulations and gyrations that he, you know, he, he, he comes to the tee with. I think he just would, he'd be like, you know, he'd be like the sidewinder pitcher, reliever. I think Hovland might not be bad. I was Gets thinking about leverage. Him. He's just listening to death metal, you know, getting to hyped up. All right. What about the Desert Fox? No. <laughs> Some gray-haired Scott that just has been living in Arizona for the last twenty years. I don't think so. Um, what about Dowie? He's a burly boy for sure. I forgot he's active again. JJ Spawn might not be a bad. That's not a bad one. Going to the Braves parade tomorrow. Congrats. Oh, I love this question. This is the Scott M. No. Uh, Going to the Braves parade tomorrow. Congrats to your Braves. What are your general thoughts on parades? All right. I hate them. I hate them so much. But then we took my daughter to parade. All right. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Explain the the hate first. Why do you hate them? They're just absurd. You sit and watch people walk by these floats, these stupid small businesses that are just propaganda. They're they're peddling their crap on you, like Jimmy Davis you, Chevrolet yeah, or whatever. Handing it is. your stuff and you know, it just is so. The the bands play too loud. Like you know, it's just it's what? always hot, and you're just like, what what am I doing here? You know. Like if I if there's an option to be out watching the parade or in the house, you know, conversating, having a drink, I'm gonna be in the house conversating and having a drink. Now, I brought my daughter to the last parade I was at, and she had like the greatest time ever. And I just held her, and she was just like shaking her arms. She's one, you know. She was just going yeah. nuts when any time the band came by. And now I love parades. Yeah, I mean parades are great. Up until a certain age, it was so exciting, and just. But now you kind of wonder, like, why? Why is this a thing? No, yeah. why does this person have a float? Is if what your I team won a championship, I think that is more of a community celebration. The parade is sort of ancillary cause to congregate, but um, I, I would be in favor of those parades continuing. Did you see that Braves one is a commute? Did you see this? The no. parade. So they're doing a parade in downtown Atlanta and then it stops. They get on the highway and commute out to Cobb County where their suburban shopping mall uh, stadium. I think it's like a mall. They said stadium is like 35 minutes out. And there's of course great, you know, racial undertones to this, this new stadium and all that. But it's like these buses get on the highway and then they go do another parade 40 minutes away. It's kind of interesting, Uh, but congrats to the Braves. That's fantastic. Uh, anything else? You want to hit any more? A couple more? Oh. Do you know what the difference between salted and su- unsalted butter is? No. But I've made a Andrew conscious Buckley. choice. What do you pick? Start. Which I've one do you pick? I've gone all over the place on this. I think <laughs> I we never just know what to do. <laughs> we settled on salted. On, on Every time. salted. Not unsalted. Every, unsalted. On. You know, no, you're, you do, do salted. We do salted. Every time I'm in the grocery store, I look at the two and I don't know what to do. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. 
is it that big a difference? I'm not sure. I don't think it is. Can we do a speed round from yeah. David Larrick? Favorite fruit, which we've probably done. Oh, God. A, a raspberry. Stop asking uh, me this question. Aisle or window? I'm a window. Oh. I like getting in my space. I don't have to go get up to uh, go to the bathroom. I'm in. I'm locked in. I on the flying bus once I chose a window and uh some extremely burly folks came in. Extreme like burly burly times twenty five. And I was literally pressed against the window and I like started hyperventilating. And I like try to go for aisle every now and then. So n- now every time. I think now. the so problem with the aisle is you get just bodied by anybody that walks by. Yeah, that's true. Bent or Bermuda? Bent. Any, favorite would anybody commercial. say Bermuda? Favorite, I don't know, Sam Burns might say that. Favorite commercial airline? I don't know. You're not charging. You're not picking that. All right. I, I mean, what, what are you going to say? I don't have a favorite. I would say Continental because that's where they flew in and out of Cleveland. But then United got their grubby hands on them and bought them out. So. You All know, right. I've I've been I've been uh, going for United lately. I, I've dropped the bus. I'm done with the bus. I understand. Understand that. <laughs> I'm just done with the bus. Okay. Any others you want to hit here? A lot of people ask me questions about the Bulls. How are they succeeding? Are they for real? Listen. A team can be good in the regular season and stink in the postseason. And um, they have zero rib protection, but they have a lot of guys that can score a lot of points. And uh, and in the regular season, that wins you a lot of games. So I don't think they're going. Are they, I don't think they're good, but they're. It's actually fun to have like a fun team to watch. You keeping track of the Cavs at all? Evan Mobley's a real deal. Frisky. We're above 500. And we did you might have the best trip. player in franchise history. Oh, yeah. shut up. Shut up. Last one, Jim Hartzell. I don't know if it's the last one. Best all-time TV show, would you say? The Wire. I think it's The Wire, too. Mad Men's in there for me. Breaking Bad. I like I, Mad I think Men I go too. with The Wire. Um, worst commissioner in American sports. I saw this. I, I had this one. Michael down. Quick. I mean, he's got to be uh, the baseball Manfred, right? He seems to be <laughs> consistently tripping over himself. But here's the thing: like the commissioners are like only there to serve as like the dartboards, right, or the punching bag, I should say, more or less, right? You don't get a ton of positive press. Adam Silver has somehow mostly kept himself clean, but uh, Manfred does seem to. To, to fit that role right now. I don't think you could say Monahan, right? He did fine. I, I mean, I know we ban on him a lot here, he's, but it, when, we're, when we're talking about the universe of commissioners, I don't think it's Monahan. He's, yeah, he's, okay. he's not at the top. He's not at the bottom. I love this one, and we'll get out of here. Grant, if you could hire someone to spend 180 hours yes. analyzing one <laughs> moment in sports, what would it be? You go first. I gotta think about mine. I, I, um, I think it would. 
This might be kind of cliche. Eh, I think it might be LeBron's block on Iguodala, like from start of the break through. That's pretty fun. That's pretty great. Right? 180 hours on that. Yeah. I think there's so much to noodle on with that entire dissection. I think so. One moment. I don't know what they're defining as a moment. Right? Would you? Would there be a golf one that jumps out to you? I mean, Phil's win this year and Tiger's win in, in 2019. That's not a moment. All right. Okay. All are right. two big moments. Okay. I would say they're moments. Like those, right. those would be... You know when when uh, when Braveheart broke out in the at the at Kiowa, you know the Bartman the whole Bartman incident as a Cubs fan, it's a moment with Moises Alou, you know Moises Alou's comments in the, in the you know time, oh, and then Mr. his P. comments Hans. later, Pete Mister P Hans Moises Alou, that would be one, um, you know. Most recently, as a Cubs fan, the Ricketts fa- family crying poor when they bought up a whole city block and, and then couldn't afford to keep the team together. That'd be sure. one that would be, would be good to analyze. Like, just sure. to really dive into this, this billionaire that can't, can't sustain you know, a, one of the most profitable sports uh, teams. In the, in the, yep. Can't pay, can't pay payroll, though. Yep. I would say maybe the move of the Browns would be a good one. For me. Oh, there's a question about that I had written down. What about it? Uh, let's see. Where is it? Kevin O'Connor. If the Browns didn't leave Cleveland at 95 and Belichick is still the coach there, how many Super Bowls, Super Bowl wins does Brendan Porath have? Several. A handful. We've somehow ended up with the laughing stock of the division when all the other franchises in the division have basically the Browns to thank. They wouldn't exist without the Browns. Including the Steelers. They're just a den of... St- this is a... What a take. The Steelers... I mean, the Ravens don't exist without the Browns. The Bengals don't exist without the Browns because Paul Brown got canned by Art Modell and he goes and starts the Bengals. The Steelers were an irrelevant franchise just getting a doormat for the Browns until the 70s. This was every dad in Cleveland growing up. Until the NFL just turned their heads and let them, their locker room just become this den, this steroid den. And now all of a sudden they're relevant in like the 70s when they've just been completely irrelevant. I'm angering so many people here. But, and now the Browns, you know, they, they, they've spawned this entire division and they're just, they're just a laughing stock. So anyways, all right, continue on. I probably, that was a low blow. I'm just kidding, everybody. I love the Steelers. All right, go ahead. If TFE could play only Culver Academy, Sweden's Cover, the Dunes Club, three great nine-hole courses for the rest of the life of his life, which one does TFE pick? That would be Culver Academy. It's splendid. All the the other two are great, but Culver Academy is just in a whole different stratosphere. Okay. What things do you keep in your pockets during a round? This is it. This is our last question. I'm cutting it off. Uh if I if I am really playing a personal round, I put my phone away, so that's out. I do keep my wallet in my back pocket. I just feel weird without it. I'm with you. I'm with you. And, what, and then a it, couple ball markers, one ball marker, as few as few tees as possible. <laughs> I know that. And I like to have like uh, like three 
I I used to carry three quarters. Okay. But not anymore. Now it's just like one ball marker. Okay. A divot tool? Divot? No, I use uh, T. Okay. All right. What last about you? One. Uh, you just said that was the last Ford, one. I don't know. Like, whatever T's I get in my paw when I put my hand in the bag, I don't care. I mean, I try not to get too many. Not a crazy amount. Two balls, right? When I'm not ones in play, you know, there's one. And, uh, yeah, like a ball marker or two. That's it. I, 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 I've taken my wallet and phone out. I take everything else out. When you started the pod, how long do you think it would really la- realistically last? I had this one down. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think, really think I had any that. expectations. Yeah, I don't think I considered that. I, didn't th- I don't think we started it expecting it to fail. Or else we wouldn't have started it. That's what I would say. All right, that does it for this Friday. Thank you look, for all your questions. Look is at there that something else you want to get in? in your sign-off there. What? Is there something else you want to get in? No. Um, thank you for these questions. Demonstration of the um, curious and eclectic community we have here. The Shotgun Start. We'll be back Monday, the Mayakoba Review. Monday. Uh, enjoy your weekends and talk to you then.